Material Components, Season 2, Episode 10, Wake Up for Downtime. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Howdy. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, Mike. Reed, with the correct response, gets one bonus XP. Oh, oh Excellent. That's exactly what I needed to level He's... up nothing. Fucking brown, <laughs> he solved your puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I've solved the friend puzzle. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I, I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the wizard school dropout. No, Reed, I don't actually think you do get an extra XP. I think he... Might have been doing one of those classic jokes. Or do, or, or do you get it? See, that's the trick. You just don't know. Uh, my name is Michael, and I'm playing... Uh, Oct- uh, oh, I forgot my character's name for a second here. Uh, <laughs> Oswald Octavian Theophilus Third. <laughs> and I'm Reed, and I'll be playing the disappointed mech pilot, Mari. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get Amari in his uh, mech suit so that Oswald stops thinking that Amari's not doing anything for his party. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. moment we need to blow something up, like I'm be there for you. Impre- I will be. Yeah. I'm just waiting for for mm-hmm. Oswald to be very impressed by Amari. It'll be great, indeed. Of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, <gasps> do you remember? What happened last times? Oh, man, you're asking me for memories spanning more than a week ago? (laughs) That's a problem. Um, I would say at least one, yes. uh, (laughs) Well, we completed our mission. More or less. More or Um, less. By by the standards of the mechanics of the game, we completed our mission. (laughs) 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 Um... And we got off planet without anyone dying, so that's always um, a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we basically the long and short of it was we went down to Talgan City, uh, which is under uh, was mm, under the control of a warlord, Lord General Moonstone. Mm-hmm. The totally um, real Lord General Moonstone. Definitely real was real the whole time, and mm-hmm. we never thought that he was fake. Until uh, right up until we did, <laughs> uh, we were kind of sent down there, maybe my mistake, to figure out um, who this guy was, kind of get a beat on him, and what his whole deal was in terms of being a warlord. So we got down there, we made some connections, some really good connections. Like we got an interview literally immediately, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisman. Um, hey. um, and we, you know, did some recon, and then we were very suddenly in this interview, and we started to uh, learn a little bit. It was a lot of talking points, though, very PR focused talking points. Mm-hmm. Started to real. Florian started to realize that uh, maybe this wasn't real. Maybe it was a simulation. The Matrix. Um, 
And we were, in fact, in a simulation uh, that was run by some folk that were reminiscent of COG. They certainly were COG at some point based on their chassis. Right. They're COG-shaped at the very least. At the very least. What had been done to them seems to have exacerbated mortality in a way that you're not used to seeing. These creatures, cyborgs at the very least, and they're maybe zombies. I mean, they definitely didn't seem undead in the traditional sense, but yeah, exactly what their deal was, you didn't really stick around to find out. No, uh, in fact, we uh, busted their asses, (laughs) and we, I broke some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, including the, uh, the dome that was, uh, or, uh, uh, some sort of signal that was, uh, sep- that was keeping the internet is not the word. What's the uh, word here? Metanet. Ethernet. Metanet. Okay. It is. <laughs> internet, Ethernet, Metanet, whatever. It's a net. <laughs> it's the 90s, guys. It's like a um, net. Reboot. Um... <laughs> So fixed that <laughs> by breaking it. Um, yes, there was a signal that was blocking the metanet of the city of Talgan City from the larger metanet, um, which was weird. Um, and then we escaped via boat, Amari, with some clutch Fast and the Furious Talgan drift moves. <laughs> uh, and we were chased by a ship that had the um Aegis Tech Solutions logo on it, correct? The ship that was initially chasing you did not have any demarcating features. The problem was once you, with some fancy driving moves on Amari's part, managed mm-hmm. to get that attack gunship crashed into a building. Mm-hmm. That was also pretty clutch. That's pretty dope. Yeah. You then had a secondary pursuer in the form of what appeared to be some kind of war mage. A yes. etheric specialist who specializes in a personal armored attack suit that they use to try to blow you all up. Mm-hmm. It was specifically a raptor model. Uh, right? Ra- raptor is a broad term for personal mech suit, yeah. As opposed okay. to the larger unit that you're used to piloting, this is more of a an Iron Man style flying armored suit. Mm-hmm. Being remotely piloted, tough to say. Tough to say. Very deliberately, I asked on your behalf if you could tell, and Mike said no. <laughs> okay, I couldn't quite remember. Um, yeah, but I busted that too briefly, and uh, enough time for gave us enough time to get back to our cargo dropship and uh, get the heck out of Dodge just in time for the glorious Empire to be like, "Oh wait, this is ours." They felt very remorseful about leaving mm. Talgan Three in such a precarious position as they had, and via their compassion. They reached out with a kind giving hand of the Conus Empire in order to secure and uplift the poor downtrodden folk of Dal- Talgan Three. 
And if they oh. don't uplift, they're going to be wiped off the face of the planet. The implication is what you will. <laughs> and the, the and this is all because of the um there's no nice way to say MacGuffin, so I'm just gonna say MacGuffin. The MacGuffin of the very strange new material that um, was created somehow in the um, destruction of the moon or was unearthed by the destruction of the moon. It's still unclear what the actual uh, uh, creation process was um, of a stable form of metal aether. Is kind of what it is. Or it's crystalline. like the crystalline kind, right? Yeah. All of those, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's like all, all of the above. Atheum. Kind of like shock quartz. Is the the <laughs> yeah. the metal, the, the raw form of that element that infuses everything in the dragon's wake. Athite is its crystalline form. And this new material, what was being called Atheum glass, seemed Athium to be glass. a combination of the two. In a strange, stable, but very powerful mm-hmm. element. That, uh, yeah. While theoretically possible in the rest of the galaxy, was just found in vast quantities here. But yes, you managed to get away. Finally, meeting back up with your pilot, Duma, who shuttled you back to the Storm's Repose, that ship of the Coal Foundation that you all call home. The flight back is swift enough, and yes, your peace after returning lasted very shortly before the forces of the Khanis Empire made themselves known in the Talgan system, making it very much known that the aid of the Cole Foundation was no longer required here on Talgan 3. So it is in quick succession that you are all pulled back and by you all, I mean the finder teams of the Cole Foundation, as well as all other active personnel. It's pulled back to the Storm's Repose before the massive carrier itself departs the system, taking that requisite three minutes to warp away to parts unknown within the Dragon's Wake. And there is some time to rest now as you sit between missions. Time for... Heads to be put down on bunks. Time to retreat to your personal quarters. In the rush to evacuate all the Cole Foundation personnel, the requisite mission report has been delayed for all finder teams until everything can kind of be settled back aboard the storm's repose. You're given a, a few days, at the very least, to recoup and recover and Organize your field reports before turning in your mission report to Operations Director Silvaro. And so we start with a dream. Don't do that, Mike. Don't do that. (laughs) The dream, like most dreams, has pieces that don't make sense, and we will address those in due time. But the primary image that is captured here is fairly banal. It is a man reading a book, and if taken at face value, seen from a distance, absorbing none of the fine details, it would simply be that, a dream of a man reading a book. 
no unnerving, no fear, no subtle degradations that turn dreams into nightmares. But there are fine details here. There are unnerving things that upon closer inspection turn this dream into something more unsettling. Let us start with the book, for it requires a certain amount of examination. It appears to be a book at first glance, though upon second glance you see that the pages are rounded, curved in a strange way, almost reminiscent of a butterfly or moth's wings curving subtly larger as they sweep away from the man. They flit from side to side. A hand moves them without touching those pages, and we will get to the hand, rest assured, for there are unnerving details about that limb that bear some examination. But we start with the book the book which rests upon a, a podium, a lectern, perhaps a meter tall, barely up to the man's waist. Though perhaps that is because the man is so tall. You're not sure. The book, though, the book, that is what your eyes fall on first. You think it's a book because of these pages moving. What else has pages? But these pages are thin, thin to the point of being nearly transparent, as they are pulled from left to right, from left to right, making thin, almost unsettlingly wet noises as they move. These strange curved pages, like the wings of a butterfly or a moth. There doesn't appear to be anything written on those pages. It is small, squiggling lines, like coral or pasta seen from a distance. Wet and pink, those pages move from left to right, left to right. The hand doesn't touch the pages, it simply gestures, and the page moves. The lectern that the book sits on is an odd shape. Two arms, two legs, a somewhat squat body. Is the book disconnected from the lectern? The lectern seems to just open at its top, revealing this strange, curved book. This strange, wet book being read by this extremely tall man. And that is when the eyes fall upon the man. The hand moving is thin, skeletally thin. You would think it has claws, but that is simply a trick of the light. The skin pulled so tight against the bone as to appear pointed and jagged. Almost desiccated, mummified. The hand reveals itself only in the moments that it is moving, and its movements are 
jerky, uneven. It is not the hand itself that is jerky, uneven, though it is your own perception. One moment you see the hand, and then it has moved an inch or so to the left, pulling the page with it with a horrible, wet, as it moves. The hand is attached to an arm, again, long, skeletally thin. That arm and appendage disappears into long, voluminous darkness. Folds of cloth, material, it's difficult to say. The hand is hypnotic in its movement as it flicks again and again, the pages moving left to right, left to right. The arm is attached to a gaunt frame. The cloth that drapes it hangs off of it like a poorly made scarecrow. The wire frame beneath barely holding up the weight of the cloth itself. The face of this man does not bear speaking about. You see it, you're certain you see it, but in that moment, you can't help but look away. There were sharp lines, and there were twin pools of dark purple light, edged with green. Flashes of etheric glowing that you can't help but feel as though are connected in some way to those same glowing eyes you saw buried in a shard of moon on Talgum Three. Do not look at the face. Because the worst case scenario here is that the face will look back. The figure stands there behind this lectern. Stands? You think but it sways strangely, as though its feet aren't connected to the ground, gently swaying as though it bobs to a rhythm that you cannot hear, but the man clearly can. It moves its hand, flicking through this strange, wet book. And the only thing you hear before the end, while you have this dream, this banal dream filled with unsettling details, this nightmare clad in boring efficiency, is a voice that whispers, Interesting. And the last thing you see is the lectern that the book rests on, the open skull of Oswald, eyes rolled back into his head, the exposed brain being slowly rifled through. Oswald, this nightmare that you awaken from, well, you don't know what to make of it. And Shay, when you awaken from this same dream, well, that is doubly upsetting. Amari and Florian have a good night's rest. Seriously? Woo! <sighs> See, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to have weird dreams. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, you selected 
the mm-hmm. archive as your mm-hmm. 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 trench mm-hmm. of sorts. <clears throat> it is the next day after the evacuation from Talgon 3. The Cole Foundation has moved away and very shortly came to a trade world out here in the southern reach known as Dasa. It is an elven trade hub. Here they are resupplying and preparing for the next mission, though what that next mission is, you still do not know. All you know is that there is a proposed turn span of time here where the Storm's Repose is holed up in orbit beyond the reach of the planet, though you can shuttle to and from Dasa if you so choose. But the Storm's Repose's engineers are taking this time to repair the ship and re-up and repair any damage they might have received back in Talgon 3. All of the Finder teams are resting up and writing their mission reports, and the support staff of the Cole Foundation are putting in requisitions for any supplies they might need. Unfortunately, a great many things were left behind in the hurried rush to get off Talgon 3. In eight days' time... You'll be leaving this place and off to the next mission. But for now, you've got some downtime. (laughs) Somewhere in the middle of all this, you need to compose your mission report. But until then, it is up to you. Ooh. Well, um... What the fuck was that? So we have eight days? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. At some point in, well, I mean, Oswald's going to go to the, the med bay first, uh, as he usually does. Uh, say it's literally like the same conversation that always happens, mm-hmm. you know, um, they cycle through it uh, and then sees his way out. Uh, but then at some point in the eight days, uh, he would like to work with Shay on that uh, data chem that we found. Mm. Um, and try and ah. figure out how to decipher it. Well, okay. As this is yeah. a downtime session, again, there will be very minimal rolling where that's concerned unless we get into some random happenstance. Uh, yeah. You can accomplish stuff based on the talents you have and the rating you have them at. You can. Mm. I'm assuming you all spent experience beforehand to kind of level up your characters a little bit. Any big changes you want to let our listeners know about? Nothing big. Specializations picked up, new traits assigned amari won the the shipboard lottery um so he's super duper rich now so that's mm. that's something i should mention is that yeah. something you can buy with experience points yeah yeah i spent one xp to make a statement and uh <laughs> boom there it was <laughs> a, new, a new trait like uh richer than god yeah <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, restat up my character. Mm. Uh, <laughs> What's your superpower? I'm rich. I'm yeah. very rich. Um, but yeah. No, that didn't um, happen. Um, I, I knock on a, a Shay's door. I don't answer. No. <laughs> yes and who? Um, uh, oh. I open it and do the like... Oh, um, for our listeners, Elliot looked back and forth and then looked down. Oh yeah, yeah. it's been it was, a minute. Okay, it was very been, good. It's purely audio format. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. Oh um. Hey Oswald. 
Oh, I, I hope I'm not imposing, but um, I was wondering if maybe we could take a look at that uh, uh, thing we found. You're gonna have to be just a skosh more specific. I, I understand, I, but that really secret, important thing that we found on the first chunk of the moon... You know, oh yeah, that yeah, I yeah, yeah, yes, the the the, gonna, the thing, the thing. Say, but don't say it out loud, right? But you I'm know, not, we're on the yeah. same page. Mm-hmm. Okay, a yes. couple of other Do crew have... members are walking past in the hall. This guy, am I right? But yeah, is <laughs> um... it weird for Oswald to be like this? <laughs> uh, no, yes, it's very common. That doesn't mean it's not weird. Yeah, well, yeah. That's <laughs> Look, why don't you just come inside okay. the room? Yeah. Uh, I wave to Axel as he walks by. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) See you in the bar later. I don't know who those people are, but good looking out. Do they work here? Are they new? (laughs) Welcome to the cleaning staff. (sighs) I've introduced myself to that man probably a thousand times. He keeps Um, handing me his clothes and asking me to clean them. I think he thinks I do laundry around here. Well, that's just absurd. You're not tall enough to push the carts. Exactly. They're huge. Anyway. Yes. So, now that we're alone, we can talk about the data can that uh, we found. Uh, I've been wondering... uh, I, I know your expertise is in uh, ether tech and, and technology in general, so I thought that maybe we could attempt to decipher some of this code. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me uh, find my hacking data pad. Hmm. This is not a joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for our listeners. What does uh, Shay's room look like? Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit. It's like, uh, like, right, these personal quarters aren't very big, um, but uh, this one has, like, fucking, essentially gamer lights. Um, oh, hell yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it's very comfortable and lived-in looking, and, and kind of um, eclectic style-wise, much like Shay. Cool. Yeah. Yes, well... Um... Uh, I I actually don't remember who has the data cam. Is that me or is that you? I don't remember either, but it can be either one of it us. It is one of us. Super uh, I have it, so this whole uh, scene is for oh, not. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, we got to get Amari in here. Damn no, it. <laughs> I don't have it. Space, damn it. Um, <laughs> Space, damn it. Yeah, let's yes. uh, hack into this thing. Shay, like, sits cross-legged on their bed and... Does like tippity tippity tappity. I mean, it's not tapping because it's on a keyboard, but you know. Yeah, we get it. Okay, so spending enough time, you could between the two of you. Uh, do you have what are your specialities in Aethertech? My speciality in Aethertech is I'm gonna wreck it, which is <laughs> not <laughs> super applicable here, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm gonna wreck that encryption. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> that encryption no match for me. 
And does Oswald have any specializations in Aethertech? Uh, I do have a D6 in Aethertech. I do not have a specialization Hmm. in Aethertech. So really, between the two of you, you have a couple of D6s. So this is going to take some time. Yeah. Probably more than a day. Yeah, we'll just get some Cheetos, some Monster Energy drinks, and Mm -hmm. uh, we'll make like a 48 hours out of it. Yeah, sounds great. So over the next few days, you could devote a lot of time to this and get it done pretty easily. Are there any other scenes that need to happen in the interim? Florian and or Omari. I, so, in the interim, maybe not so much. Uh, I am wondering if, well, actually, I'll need a clarifying question answered first. How does, like, email work? Can you just decide on a recipient and send a message? Yeah. Is it close range? Is it effectively? No, you can effectively send a message to anyone via the metanet. It is there are what basically boil down to courier services. In the metanet, think of everyone's personal footprint in the metanet as a personal dwelling. It can range from a tent in the middle of the woods to a massive bastion of power that represents some kind of broad organization. And it's quite literally that in the metanet if you go diving there. Uh, Most people just have the footprint of their own personal etheric signature, essentially. And messages sent to you are organized via different courier services. So it's not necessarily that you have a personalized address via Yahoo or Gmail. It's that specific courier services will seek you out and get these messages to you via the MetaNet. Okay. And how does tracking work? In the MetaNet? In that. In that, yeah. Like, are these couriers discreet? or Most of them are, yes, especially from the larger firms you can trust more shady services in order to get things done faster if you want though possibly less secure but depends on who you're sending to depends on the service you're using the most widely used message service is the vorpal corp message go system or mesco as they call it okay i'm still gonna involve Elliot, I talked to you about this. I'm still mm-hmm. going to involve Shay because I don't know. I don't know what Shay's tech specializ- specializations are. We don't really talk that much. <laughs> um, That's true. So I think before this thing with Oswald, in fact, I think while we're probably still in the range of of Talgon three, mm-hmm. um, like immediately after uh, um, disembarking, Florian will would want to pull Shay to the side and say, uh, can you, uh, you're like good with the tech stuff, right? Yeah. Can you, I have a message I want to send, um, but I don't, I don't want to get anyone in trouble with it. Eyebrow raised. Single eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, talk some more, at my place. Wink. <laughs> Wink? 
Um, basically, Florian will then dictate to Shay a message to... It's to Brother Hune. Um, mm. I was... I, I played myself, you guys. I was like, I'm not playing a religious character anymore, and it means <laughs> I don't have to make up fake scripture anymore. It's great. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm going to code this and like, weird. And then I decided, no, I'm not playing Tirza anymore for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, I would like to send him a message that essentially is... Uh, I don't normally hold you know, truck with your sort of folk, but uh, I appreciate everything you've done. I keep thinking about those passages you told, you mentioned to me, and then um, we'll dictate, like, passage numbers and a couple of lines of Shay, I don't know, you could probably tell it's like fake scripture. It sounds florally, but not... Um, one of the passages about, um, like, the sun reaching underground through the earth, uh, and the other about stone and glass mm. uh, joining together, combining to make something stronger. Um, it's probably not super, like, the, the prose of it is very nice, but it's probably pretty obvious, and Shay, the passage numbers are very recognizable as the coordinates of where we left the store of Aetherglass. Mm, okay. Olivia, could you please roll me a d20? Oh, I can. Wait, I haven't used one of those yet. It's been such a long time. That is 15. Okay. The message is sent. You hope that it gets to its intended recipient. You do not receive any immediate response. It is effectively an email, so there's mm -hmm. no voice chat that comes up or anything. This wasn't a, a, a call to a personal calm. That requires a mm -hmm. frequency that you don't have. Yeah. The message, as far as you can tell, was fairly well guarded in its language, albeit you don't know enough about, let alone Brother Hewn's religion, to really make it super obscure. No, it's it definitely reads like two bits of nature poetry with numbers in front mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. It's very E. Cummings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of the religions that you know of, this definitely doesn't fit into the propagandized religions of the Empire or the Dominion or the, the more esoteric religions of, say, the Orcs or the Stedders. Yeah. But who knows? There's lots of weird belief systems out there. The message may or may not have been delivered. You don't immediately hear yeah. back. It's I, it's not something that requires a response. Oh, I, I probably also include a line at the end about, like, I hope the you know everything you gave me finds its way to the people who need it most. Okay. And then Florian sleeps for three days. Mm -hmm. Turns. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Amari, so anything I, you were hoping to accomplish? I guess that leaves Amari to write up the mission report. 
Oh, great, I can say everything I want to say. Well, you're all going to have to come together and know, make the mission I, report. But I need a new team. <laughs> Please. Isn't there any Shay, other team? Shay and Florian can stay, but besides that, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I a need a new team. team. Well, I need one new team member. Yeah. I need to get rid of Oswald. <laughs> He's a danger to himself. But mostly to me. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, what is? Uh, what are there in the way of like entertainment? Or I, I don't know if entertainment is the right right word. Uh, how would people spend their time on the Storm's Repose? By way of entertainment, there are not an inconsiderable number of venues that one might visit that can lead mm. to all sorts of diversions. There are, of course, the cantinas aboard the the vessel that people can go to have drinks and a decent meal and hang out and chat. There are metanet... I mean, cafe is not the right term, but there are individualized booths which allow people to safely access the a meta dive in like a controlled fashion. And this is mm -hmm. how a lot of people play online Ooh, games, yeah. how they yeah. can participate in virtual forums, how they can access their digital selves in a way that is more immersive than just sitting behind a console. So that covers a lot of ground. Inside okay. the Storm's Repose itself, there are also several more, I would say, classical styles of entertainment. There is a theater on the Storm's Repose. And by theater, I mean a stage theater. And there is oh, yeah. a community theater program that occurs aboard the Storm's <gasps> Repose. Y'all, we need to put on a production. Yes. What do you think? I will have no part in that. <laughs> It is laughable at best and cringeworthy at worst. Yeah, best. like all true good community theater is. Yeah, lovely. Okay, um, I given that there's a a decent amount of security forces, is there a onboard gun range? There is absolutely an armory slash firing range. Yes, perfect. Uh, that's where I'd like to go. In fact, it is more than just a firing range. There is a whole firearms training facility for the security forces aboard this ship. It is normally used by just the security forces, but anyone can technically access it with by asking the right people. He's a war hero. Not here. Don't he you know who I am? <laughs> Bring my own poster. Look at me. That's me. But with the permission of Commander Barka Thorne, you could very easily gain access to the security forces training facilities. Perfect. I would like to go do some uh, some some target practice. And there is a simple firing range, and there is also a kind of training course that effectively boils down to laser tag, but is more tactical and, uh, you know. It's for training, all right? Yeah, it's for training, and no one, you know, specifically shows up here just for 
Fine. Can you, can you actually make contact with fellow players in this this training course? Yes, absolutely. They have a. Medic. Am I allowed to run? You can climb on things. Oh my god, you can climb on things. <laughs> this is ex- going to be an extremely, extremely narrow cast. And by which I mean only the people who are friends with us in real life will get this. <laughs> but there is a very bad video at the beginning of it that looks yes. like it was animated in 1996. <laughs> Detailing I've all the seen rules. Better animation <laughs> than that from 1996. I mean, anyone who's been to like a a janky laser tag place this knows the horror of the pre-laser tag video. Safety <laughs> video. Sad. I'm pretty sure yeah. every laser tag arena is a janky laser tag. Arena. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is not exactly fair. dumping yeah. a lot of money into those nowadays. Yeah. Uh, good times though. Good times. Yeah. yeah. In the Can't wait to do times. it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before times. Hmm. Okay. Uh, any any scene in particular you want to happen there, or is just Amari goes and shoots guns? Amari goes and shoots guns, and if something happens, then great. If not, then he goes and shoots guns. Uh, I just uh, I, I put some stuff into uh, ranged weapons to kind of get that up, so I kind of wanted to have a little bit of a uh, of a narrative justification for that. Okay. So yeah. While you're there. There is a small commotion that occurs while you're at the firing range. And people go rushing past behind you as you're firing down range. And you kind of glance. And because of the the separators between the the firing ranges, you can't quite see who's at the other end. But people are going to go watch, apparently. And as you continue to fire down range, you see that from a few stalls down... There is a succession of blasts, and it uh, creates a, a three-dotted pattern on the head of the target that's downrange. And it's not as though it's a paper target that you're shooting bullets into. These are full-sized mannequins that can be swapped out for different sizes that you are shooting with aether, and they are made of depleted athium chunks that can absorb the aether you're shooting into them. God, that pisses me off. <laughs> Spells his name in cursive on the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it could be anybody. You see the the three dots are then accompanied by three more dots that make the pattern into an A on the head. <laughs> yes! Just very deliberately, just, just single shots every time trying to hit the exact same spot over and over again just what is your firearms uh your your ranged weapon skill uh it's called shoot first <laughs> <laughs> you have a d8 in that yes i do okay uh, so you're 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 practicing the the quick draw the placing the gun on the the like table in front of you and then quickly picking it up and firing and doing that over and over again to be able to just pull up the gun really fast and shoot and aim and fire all in one smooth motion. You hear a small cheer from uh, a few rows down and there is a, a peppering of shots that you see apparently all miss their target, but then the Aether gathers behind the target and then comes back in like a boomerang shot that fires into the back of the target. Fucking wanted your ass, dude. Yeah. Dope. 
as the gun mage is apparently plying his trade. <laughs> Does he ever leave this place? I swear he's got a cot down here. And there's some more cheers and applause. And as that's happening, a voice from nearby says, Makes you sick, doesn't it? And you turn Squeeze and... Off another round. The security force commander, Barka Thorn, this whipcord lichen woman with scars over her left eye, uh, is kind of just leaning on the edge of your firing range booth. Tell me about it. Every day. Every day. No, it's literally every day. And, like, I get it. It's how he stays so good. And damn, he's good, but... All right, all right. Uh, I get it. Okay, he's great. We don't have to talk about it. But, like, it wouldn't be so infuriating if he wasn't so damn good. If he was just a cocky son of a bitch, I'm used to those. But damn, he's good. I, I, uh, <laughs> Amari puts down his gun, just like... Are you trying to help me out right now? Or what I are you don't trying know. To say? I just don't want to okay. go over there and look like I'm watching. But don't. Don't go over there. Don't watch. Just leave him to his shenanigans. But have you seen him do the thing where he shoots the gun to shoot somebody else? Wow. Whose side are you on? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, even the one person on the, on the ship who agrees with you is still his biggest fan. <laughs> Just like blank stared uh, at, at, at Barkothor and just like, I'm out of ammo. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't have to. And I start, <laughs> start walking away. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, as you're leaving, you can see that there's a small crowd of people around Axel Amandito as he's down at the last stall in the gun range with his obligatory sunglasses on, just twirling a couple of handguns across his taloned fingers. So I've like, I've scheduled out, I know his daily schedule. He's not supposed to be down here. He's supposed to be sleeping right now, which is why I'm down here. Yeah. Weird. What is he doing? Touch the side. We have another deep fake situation. <laughs> There's two uh, Axel Amanditos. Just two? Axel Amandoble? Just two? It's There's called Axel the Prestige Amandito. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. He's that smug, uh, fucking uh, Hugh Jackman uh, kind of cool. Damn it. Now I'm starting to like him. <laughs> He, the only reason he can make such impressive shots is because there's actually the hi the hidden Axel Amandito is standing mm -hmm. at the correct angle mm -hmm. and shoots In a grassy yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back it to the left. You're Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. A few days pass, and you know that your mission report is due soon. But in that time, Shay and Oswald, you will have successfully cracked the encryption on this data cam. Yes! Well done! In that time, you learn a couple of things about the chem itself. It is orcish in origin. 
Or at least it is made using their particular style of enfolding aethite to create extremely complex chems. The orcs of the heavenly eye or the heaven's eye or the god's eye or whatever you want to call their strange hermitage religion have a very particular way in which they craft spell chems and data chems and all manner of technology that is extremely complex in a way that none of the other major corporations have been able to quite duplicate. Mm. They're the Damascus steel of Mm -hmm. circuitry. Just incredibly complex and layered atop itself in a way that no other larger entity has been able to really replicate. That being said, that's why this data chem contains a metric shit ton of data. Way more than should possibly be on a data chem of the size you have obtained. Which again is about the size of a normal humanoid's thumb. Some sort of thumb drive, you might Poss- say? Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, cool, 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 cool. cool. teraflop on it. <laughs> the amount of data that is here is vast in that it is probably, I mean, s- several thousand like books worth. The, the exact measurement of data is not necessarily measured in bytes the way we do it, the way we do it Earth style. (laughs) But it is measured in the amount of layered data that can be accessed once it is put into a uh, compatible system. The data that you find is a treasure trove of research data that was taken from the uh, <laughs> the security protocol computers of that strange Aegis Technology Solutions moon base. The project that was being worked on there is really difficult to discern because what you find here isn't record of a single project. It's Well, it is a single project, but it's a single project that's taken place all over the galaxy. And it is called Project Chimera. That's always good. It's a good name. Nothing ominous about that name. Right, now I'm thinking of Full Metal Alchemist. Great, (laughs) thanks, Mike. Cool, thanks. Cool, thanks. No No problem, big brother. Stop it! (laughs) Bad, I'm canceling the podcast. (laughs) Ah, damn it. I fucking met a guy at a party once who was wearing a, a full metal alchemist t-shirt, but it was literally just, it was just Nina and it was the Nina homunculus. That's it was terrible. terrible. That's an awful shirt. Yeah. Like it's a conversation cool starter for sure, but not the yeah. conversation that anyone, anyone ever wants to have. And it was in fact the first thing that I said to, to, to him. It'd be, it'd be hard to ignore. Project Chimera is a enormous, broad, sweeping, you don't even know, is it a research project? Is it a bioengineering project? It seems to be a little bit of everything. Metanet sciences, technology sciences, 
There are pieces in here that talk about industries that don't even have names. What is very clear is that where you were and what you saw was a tiny fraction of everything that's going into this project. What you're reading here, and it's going to take days, weeks, months to really decipher everything you're reading here, let alone trying to get any kind of reasonable purchase on the information you have versus what you saw down in the moon base. All you know is that whatever this is, it's way bigger than you were anticipating, and it is way more secretive than you were... Well, secret moon bases aside, whatever Aegis Technology Solutions is doing, this is not something they're publicizing. Yeah. This possibly was not the only secret moon base. In fact, there's a small list of other bases that is here deciphering precisely where they are because it just lists like site names it doesn't yeah. list locations necessarily but there I think is... Shay is I think Shay at one point is literally like man that probably uh, wasn't the only secret moon base huh oh no in fact look actually right there oh, there's a yeah. whole list of them oh there it is it's uh, a secret, secret moon, moon base is weird <laughs> It's just a just a list of these secret moon bases. It's like a whole list of secret moon bases. Yeah, for all oh, you shit. know, you have seen whatever the site designation was for Talgon 3 on this list. You just have no way of matching it up with Talgon 3. It's just a list yeah. of site names. Right, right. exactly. Uh, like, ballpark, What? how many of these things are there? Close to 100. 100 secret moon bases. Hmm. And they each seem to be tied to different branches of research that all have to do with the Fae in one form or another. The amount of data that's here, like I said, would take a lot of time to trawl through all of it to get specifics. Broad sweeping points you get is A, yeah, big project. B, lots of other bases out there. C, all has to do with the Fae somehow. D, it is called Project Chimera. And finally, you learn that it is all apparently signed off on by a certain individual that is referred to as the CEO of Aegis, uh, whose name I am desperately rushing to pull up right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say desperately trying to make up and i was like there's no fucking way you haven't made that no, one up no, 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 no we can make this one up right now let's do it no i'm gonna start with it. biscuits mm, is their first name mm -hmm. <laughs> we just go around robin and we kind of hodgepodge this kind of thing together like a chimera so to speak <laughs> so to speak where did that document go i apologize i should have had this right in front of me what i didn't was... realize you were going to be leaping straight into it though oh yeah. I mean, Mike, come on. You've been playing with us for two years. <laughs> We're actually learning how to play the game a little bit more efficiently. The CEO of Aegis Technology Solutions is named Cromwell Josius Vericus 
Silvaro. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Good thing we left a bunch of shit out of that report. Yep. Cromwell something something Silvaro. <laughs> Based on the naming convention, you would say this is a person who yeah. is very high up in the uh, the house of Silvaro to the point where they are technically a noble within the Canis Empire. Shocking no one. And this person apparently personally oversees Project Chimera. Uh, Question. Mm -hmm. Do we know Director Silvaro's full name? You do not. We do not. Okay. I'm going to say Biscuits. (laughs) Part of it. You know those cat people always making biscuits. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. It's my job quite a lot that we yeah it is good good thing we didn't um yeah yeah yeah. like um i i'm not a hundred percent sure um how close they are it's from what i know about the the common empire it's very uh, you know they could not even know each other at all they could have never met distant relatives but some um I get the feeling it's not, unfortunately. Hmm. Yes, there's probably a reason they're here. I was wondering why somebody of such high renown is on a ship like that. Hmm. I suppose we should probably tell uh, the other two. Yeah. We need to figure out what we're going to put in our next report anyway. Right, and I need to decide what I want to post to the archive. Yeah. Perhaps we can um, all uh, talk about that as well. Right, yes, of course. Okay, so it sounds like you need to convene the team and start preparing a mission report. Unless anyone else has any other scenes they want to take care of before that happens? I mean, I just want to just straight up kick Axel Amandita's ass, but I mean, you want to walk up to him and start a fight in the hallway? Yeah, who's the bitch oh God, now? I'll, what is it, the new guy or whatever? But yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, up to you. Yet. Darn. <laughs> That's like a mission four or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, downtime session. Okay. <laughs> so, what are you doing? All right. So uh, where 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 do we usually meet for these kinds of things? Uh, I don't That's think there cool. is a usual just yet. I think you've probably been rotating through rooms, yeah. never going to Amari's. It sounds yeah. like you're not invited. Don't you have the biggest room out of the four of us? How would you know? I hear That's things. Good point. Yeah, people talk. Big ship rumors spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do. We could go to my place. It's fine. It's quite small, but uh, works, works for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, or Oracle Zero heads off to Oswald's room. What does Oswald's living quarters look like? It's a, it's a mess. It's just, it's just awful. It's <laughs> things are just everywhere. Um, there's no sense of organization. Um, there are piles of clothes in a corner. I mean, he doesn't really wear a lot of... I think he just has, like, a yeah, jacket like of some sort. Um, a pile of vests. Just a pile <laughs> of vests. 
Yeah. God, I need to stop making characters with vests. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, he does not take care of his room at all. What are we talking it, about in terms it, of furniture? Yeah. Um, you know, some of the, there's like a, a, a pile of stuff over there that can kind of like be pressed into a good seating area. <laughs> now, when you um, say stuff. Yeah, I actually had the same question. Because <laughs> you, like, uh, Florian's the only one who uses paper. Yes. So is it just rotten food or what? Is I was, this, I was thinking pizza crusts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pizza crust. Chinese takeout boxes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, just like plates and uh, clothes and, uh, I mean, detritus. I don't know. Detritus so covers painting? a lot I, of yeah. Exactly. Your shiny Intent. rocks you well, picked up. Yes. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Yes. That, yes. that is... Like that—that that makes sense. Like random lab what? equipment he found. Mm-hmm. Like detritus. That's pretty descriptive. You're painting like, a very like it's... freshman year of college, mm, like yes. dorm thing, but just extra stuff. Yeah, just like just yes. like like yes. cool freshman stuff year. that he found on yeah. on these excavations. <laughs> just like, oh, this is cool. Um, so like. Random plant matter, towels, shiny yeah. rocks, pieces mm-hmm. of technology, odds yeah. and ends, all formed into drifting piles within this person's domicile. Pretty much, yeah. Are they organized in any sort of way? Like, over here we have all of the plant matter, and over here we have all of the food matter. And this he is where I keep his... all of my heads, you know? <laughs> he has his his system. You know, I'm it, just imagining it, Amethyst's room from Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's apt. Literal uh, garbage piles. Well, but it's his garbage. Yeah. Home sweet home. Come on in. <laughs> what does it we smell like to. in here? It's not good. <laughs> it's that musty no. bird smell. Yeah, it's got yeah. a musty bird smell for sure. <laughs> What's uh, with I you and playing gross birds? I don't know. I don't know. Please I... tell me that Oswald at least goes to the bathroom like in some weird future facsimile of the toilet that we have. Oswald does not just shit, you know, wherever he wants. <laughs> okay. He at least has that. Uh, I'm sorry. For our listeners, for our yeah. good friend Michael Lisman here plays a really weird bird person in another game that I run. So I, I don't know why I keep doing this. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I, I think Flor- like Florian shows up like after everybody else and like walks through the door is is eating and mm. is like like why the hell did we like hey, hey everybody uh why did we choose oswald's place have you guys never been here this place is gross <laughs> ozzy i love you but like it's like i keep repressing it <laughs> i keep forgetting right until i walk through the door again oh yeah no i never forget haunts I, my I... dreams <laughs> I can taste the air in here. Yeah. Oh, check it out. Look what I found. And I just hold up something and shake it. (laughs) It's humid in here. How is it humid in here? The ship is temperature controlled. The ceiling is dripping. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like the it's like a goddamn rainforest in here. I don't understand. <laughs> it's a rainforest cafe. There's enough food. Anybody want some? I've got some beverages. Does anybody want beverages? No. That's about as specific as he can get with the liquids that are in his room. Hey, it's certainly fermented. It's fermented. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It might be kombucha. kombucha. Yeah, I'm making my own kombucha. I'd call it sun tea, but there's only artificial light in here. (laughs) Jay goes over to the, the, like, uh, environment control panel and is like, this must be broken or something. But no, it's set. To how it is. <laughs> this was deliberate. <laughs> well, look, the avia are used to a, a warmer than average environment. It's very true. All right, are they so, also hoarders? I mean, no, that's all Oswald, Oswald is. Okay, okay. I think with like the practiced ease of someone who has a really messy friend, Florian just like shoves stuff out of the way and sits <laughs> somewhere. Just like picks a fucking apple or a banana peel off and like tosses it across the room. Just like unfazed. Florian finds the pile where a chair is buried. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. He he remembered. He mapped it out in his brain where that chair is. How tiny is the chair? Is the chair avia sized or. Oh. So when the Taro sits down in the chair, it is adorable. (laughs) All right. All right. Shall we uh, get started? Have a mission report to detail. Indeed. Your mission that you chose to accept was mm-hmm. to find the identity of the Lord General. And in a way, we did. We did, yeah. How do you put that on into words? <laughs> well, uh, I'll say it's my character voice. <clears throat> well, the thing is, is that... Since we're not going back, like we can't go back, I don't see any reason for us to not just completely outline literally everything that happened. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Now, when you say literally everything, do you mean um, our meeting with the Lord General Moonstone, or literally everything? Well, I mean, Oswald, you of all people know that words mean things, and the word literally uh, does usually encapsulate uh, all of the word that uh, it precedes. This is actually very, this is actually very interesting. There was a period of time long ago where literally meant both literally and figuratively, and then there have been cycles where it's like gone back and forth. That sounds really confusing. It does sound really confusing, like, actually. Like, why would people do that? Very that doesn't impractical make any sense. language. Yes. Uh, common. Hmm. Am I right? Well, I, I suppose this might be a good time to bring up some of what we found this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have terribly too much to do with uh, the whole General Moonstone thing, but we should talk about it. Hmm. I mean, so the moon base, the sacred one, the one that got warped somewhere in the middle of our mission. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, tendentially related then. Ha- have we asked anyone like on the ship, like, was that us? Did we do that? 
I don't remember you ever asking me if you've asked anyone on the ship, so I well, don't think I, you did. I, okay. I'm not spending an XP on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still have... It's only like day four of eight. So mm-hmm. this is That's good. true. And as soon as we're done here, I'm bu- I'm booking it outside of the room. Did we move the moon base shard? Did we do that? Shaking anyone and, and, and everyone. And nearby. anyone who you uh, shake will be like, what moon base? Because... <laughs> Well, I guess we did say that there was a base on the moon sliver, yeah. but but also, yeah. do are we briefed on everybody else's missions? Like nobody's gonna know what we're talking about. That's true. Well, I don't have to say moon base. I could just say like the shard. We yeah, did true. we did we warp the shard? Anyways, and anyways, back to the matter base. at hand. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't better. the only moon base. Hmm. Uh, okay. Apparently. What Aegis Tech Solutions was doing in a broad sense, there's a lot of data to go through still, is um, stuff related to the Fae and the Metanet and bioetherics and such. Um, so there's like a hundred moon bases thereabout. All across Dragon's Wake. All across the galaxy, yeah. And the o- person overseeing, uh, the one overseeing all of this. Uh, this whole project, personally, is apparently CEO Silvaro, a possible relative of our own, Director Silvaro. Right. Do we do we know what they're doing? It's not clear yet. There not is clear. It's not clear. The amount of information is astronomical, so it will take some time to go through, but. What Shay has said is pretty much all we know at this point. Huh. Okay. I mean, like, like I mean, that's unfortunate, but sinister, sinister dealings by a corporation like that—that that sounds pretty on par. Mm. Messing with weird shit with the she like that. Well, that's the thing, though. And if and am I right in saying this, Mike? Is like you don't do that. Yes, but also Aegis Tech Solutions is like the com- the company that defends against like MetaNet hacking by the Fae. It's true. Their patented IFF uh, sequencing, identify friend or Fae, uh, is used galaxy wide for system protections against Fae intrusion. The thing that isn't done necessarily, or isn't not done it's just that most people know not to do it because it tends to attract the attention of the fae and that's a bad thing is dissecting the fae the thing you saw happening kind of you think you're honestly not sure on the moon base the whole capturing and experimenting on fae creatures the the high she the lords of the meta fae tend to look poorly on that and attracting the ire of a queen it never ends well yeah i i guess that's that's true but this also just seems like the company that would be doing it true i guess my point is there's nothing explicitly illegal about doing it it's more of a common sense thing yeah it, it just with any other corporation but even even Aegis Tech it just seems incredibly stupid to do 
So yeah, it, it just it, that's I guess that's the reason that it seems uh, buck wild hmm. to me, and the and the way that the, and the shady way they are doing it is not particularly surprising, both because yes, it's a corporation, and also they are doing something extremely dangerous. So, is the the plan for to you to keep on keeping on? Dig through more of it, you know, as yeah. we go? I mean, I'll be damned if I understand really fucking any of it. But, um, uh, Oswald will be, you know, invaluable vis-a-vis that. It's, I'm better at uh, sifting through things rather than, you know. There's some big fucking words in there, Florian. It's true. It's very true. Yes. Uh, yes, I will be happy to uh, do my best to di- uh, disseminate the contents of such data cam. Um, it is entirely possible, of course, that this is only a fraction of the information required to fully understand what this... I mean, it's clearly complicated. But I figure until we know what it is we have, we leave it out of um, our mission report. And how about our, well, your other reports? Well, that was something I was Mm -hmm. going to discuss. See, I am hesitant to uh, post uh, or submit anything to the archive until I have an understanding of what it is that I am submitting. So, wait, you, you, everyone heard that, right? Everyone heard that. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Not the fact that you aren't just going to just readily post something to the archive. Wow. Wow. Well, he yes, doesn't I know have, what it is yet. Today was going to be a I good have, day. I have to construct. I mean, I have to. Do you know how to write? Oh, God, here we go. Oswald is a talented <sighs> and and... A uh, sophisticated curator of knowledge. Don't, you, don't, not just don't defend him. Just, don't defend him. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm just lost. I don't under, don't do you worry understand. Don't worry about it. Let's just go back to the thing that we were doing. I was having a dig at you. Yes, I do oh, understand that. I don't know uh, if that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know how to converse with people. <laughs> uh, Oswald, that reminds me. I just had a weird... <laughs> totally forgot about this, but I'll have to tell you about it later. I have to weirdest dream that you were in the other night so. oh, and strange. somehow this reminded Do me we, of that it's so I need to leave been having strange dreams huh. so um, are you going to post I think what we're maybe dancing around here is are you going to post anything about the Atheum glass well uh, as with the Everything that we've come across. Uh, I, I, I will say that the Atheum glass is more associated with the rest of what we accomplished down on Talgan. So it is something that I feel like we should report. Um, uh, I am hesitant to once again post anything until I fully understand it, so I will do my best to uh, tinker around with it uh, when I'm not deciphering. Do you, you have the capsule still, right? 
Oh, the, the, the Atheum glass? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I do. I plan on, um, uh, it's quite interesting using it. Uh, yeah. A lot. There'll be a lot to discover, I'm sure. Uh, but yes, I figured, since uh, now I know it was a bit of a ruse, but having you all as my uh, uh, associates, uh, you know, it was it was it was nice nice to have uh, uh, assistance uh, with with my research. So uh, perhaps we could uh, continue that. Shay, you suddenly realize you're sitting on the canister of atheum glass in the pile that you're suddenly, <laughs> sir, now sitting on. Like you you adjust, and there's something in the small of your back, and you pull out just the canister with the faintly glowing gemstone oh, yes, in it. Pretty cool. So far, the best thing in this room, for sure. <laughs> How would you decide there's just so much cool stuff in here? I know, I know. It's yeah. so hot, but I, I it's just so exciting. <sighs> Orion just, like, <laughs> snickering in the corner. Uh, ladies must love you. So, we're just going to... Uh, I guess that's the question. Are we leaving anything out? I don't think we need to. Uh, about this mission. I don't think we need to. So basically, I will go through and, and draft up a bullet point, like, play-by-play -play of what happened. Um, and I guess, yeah, the real discussion would be, like, things we should omit versus submit. And there so. is something to consider that you already did send a semi-briefing to mm -hmm. Operations mm -hmm. Director Zavaro while you were mid-mission asking for help. That's right. True. So we should keep somewhat close to that as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I say everything with Lord General Moonstone should yeah. just be in there. I, mm -hmm. yeah, I, don't, I don't know that there's anything we really need to omit, except for, maybe, that Oswald has a piece of this Atheum glass, and other than that, I think we can just tell it word for word. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I will strike the 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 line about the collection of a a a sample of the Atheum glass. Okay. I mean they're probably gonna wanna look at it if we tell them we have. <laughs> I mean, to which I'm like, it's not our job to 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 take oh, samples and to, figure But well, he wants I, to play with it's it. Okay. Huh? Something you would remember is that the uh, chief engineer of the Storms Repose already has in his possession samples of Atheum glass. Right, yeah. So perfect. Yes. You might as well keep it. They don't need it. I mean... <laughs> just a fuel source for potentially world-ending distraction, but I mean, let's keep you know, it in a pile of trash. I just got my No own one will think to look there. You know? Fucking Marie Curie over here. My point <laughs> um, is, is that the more official members of the crew have samples of this. It's not as though they are lacking if Oswald withholds this. It's just that, yeah, maintaining that you have it a secret might be maybe frowned upon. Collecting weird samples is certainly discouraged on uh, humanitarian it missions. And, mm -hmm. I and I assume that 
much like the shooting range is pretty designated for specific members. Like, I- I'm assuming someone, even someone like Oswald, who has, like, scientific experiment experience can't just, like, walk into the labs and be like, hey, I can help with this. So here's the fun thing about Oswald not being a certified anything, <laughs> is that... That's like somebody who's a science enthusiast just, like, walking into a lab or a pharmacy (laughs) going, Hey, I really enjoy this stuff. Can I just tinker? Or, like, um, I don't know, maybe a billionaire just deciding (laughs) that he maybe knows more about public transportation than people who have been doing it. Microchips and pigs, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) How dare you bring his dark shadow upon this <laughs> to our beloved podcast? <laughs> he was probably listening, and now we've lost. We've lost. True, <laughs> lost our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're leaving that part out. Anything else you're leaving out of your mission report? I think that's it. So you're leaving in everything about how the Lord General was a construct created by strange cyborg cog who then attempted to brainwash you over the course of several days trapped in a simulation yeah yeah okay well, when you put it that way okay <laughs> it sounds like a ridiculous plot in some sort of i don't know podcast based on a tabletop <laughs> rpg game but you know nothing about that is ridiculous whether or not you want to admit to the fact that you were in these cyborgs' they possession, did to brainwash us. Put, yeah. make, hey, uh, Amari, make sure you underline, you underline attempted brainwashing. Just I like mean, you. Here's a thought. Perhaps believe we're the compromised. I don't know. We're I, not. We're not. We're the Cole Foundation is an aid organization. We're not like secret agents <laughs> and like even if we were honestly like my least favorite part of the space programming shows that i watch is when people like are like no i don't want to do my psyche vow because i'm perfectly fine even though i just blew up a whole planet it's like i mean if they want us to talk about what happened and make sure that we're not you know traumatized by it that's fine that's fine do you want to blow up a planet okay. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, there's a lot of different shows. (laughs) (laughs) Fantasy procedurals are a very popular subject. There's the most popular procedural is, of course, called Wizard Cops. (laughs) Oh, love. Did you see Wizard Cops last night? Riveting. Torn straight from the headlines. I ain't a fan of that space copaganda. Space copaganda. (laughs) Yeah, they're killing me. (laughs) Okay. So, we're leaving out the brainwashing, or we're putting the brainwashing in? I mean, we might as well just put it in. Okay. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, like... Did anyone feel like they gave up any deep, dark secrets, or... I mean, that's the thing we wouldn't know. Just silence as we all look at each other uncomfortably. Right. Well, I think the only fair thing would be all of us tell our deepest, darkest secret right now. 
Nope. I'm good. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oswald, you go first, and then we'll decide. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, oh sure. Uh, I moved out of my parents' house five years ago. Congratulations. How is that? A, do they not know that you left? <laughs> is that why it's a secret? Oh, oh, we're going with... I mean... I, That's your darkest secret. It's my darkest secret. Wow, I'm proud of you. Wait, how is it? I'm still confused how it's your darkest. <laughs> Do they think you're still there? It, it's not clear. Did you put a bunch of pillows under your covers or something? No, uh, no, I, I don't think we. No. <laughs> no, they are perfectly aware of the fact that Oswald left because there was very quickly a sigh that measured on the Richter scale once he was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were yeah, was it a sigh of relief or disappointment? <laughs> no, it's a sigh That's of relief. The... Oh, okay. Uh, Avia generally tend to leave like there's the the upbringing in Avia society is very is a very short period of time before uh, Avia children are sort of sent they literally off kick you out of the nest. Pretty oh. much. Uh but you know, Oswald Oswald stuck around a little bit longer than he than any of the other Oswalds. Um, I feel that on a deep, deep emotional level. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's the third of, what was it, like 12 I Oswalds? Six. I think it was six. Six Oswalds. Six Oswalds. Oh, Christ. Um, okay. Well, we can, we can leave all that in. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe scratch out our deepest, darkest secret. It's already on there. I, oh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I already hit submit. Yeah. Okay. I your mission yet. Your mission report <laughs> is submitted then? Uh we good with everything? Uh, yeah. Everyone good? Okay. Yeah. Right. Um I'd say we do it. And so it is. Mission report submitted, but for the detail that a Small sample of Athium glass, relatively small, is Oswald. in the possession of Oswald. Uh, Mike, this is really important to me. What does the like loading symbol look like on the the after I hit the submit button? Like, is the little pinwheel of like death off from Max back in the day? Is it a little, just a little spinny circle? It's what Axel Amandito's face. Shut <laughs> up! How dare you? It just his face just <laughs> zooms in on like the camera. Fucking Batman symbols <laughs> towards yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is a very tiny little uh, kind of cartoon fairy going in a circle with like like Legend of Zelda style, like a little glowing dot with two wings, just going around in a circle. Uh-huh. I'm cool with that. Awesome. That's the type of world building that I like. (laughs) The useless bullshit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is pretty quickly after that is submitted that you are all called in for individual psychiatric evaluations. I told you. I'm sure they're going to congratulate us. (laughs) No. On a mission well done. Yep. The vast majority of the rest of your downtime is spent under close observation by medical staff aboard the Storm's Repose as specific 
uh, neuroetherists attempt to determine how much damage, if any, was was done to your minds by these cog who abducted you. The fact that you were all abducted by weird cyborg cog spreads like wildfire across the ship. Damn it. Oracle Zero. Sure. This is not a thing to brag about. The fact is startling for two reasons. One, it's a seemingly aggressive move by a faction of the Cog. A species who, referred to as dwarves by those who wish to be disrespectful, is for the most part relegated to a single world in the Southern Reach. There are ancient treaties, thousands of years old, which relegate them to this reservation world after their attempts to conquer the known galaxy. For all intents and purposes, they are nearly an extinct species. So the fact that, A, there was a seemingly a faction of them on Talgon Three, and B, they acted aggressively to kidnap a finder team, and C, they invented a person, that information does not stay quiet for very long. Um, question about the cog, and I think you may have answered this before, but they're not, like, functionally extinct. Uh, all, like, the genophage from, like, Mass Effect, right? They're, they, they, they've not been, like, messed with, so they can't, like, spread anymore on a, like, genetic level, right? Kind of. But, the, I mean, they weren't specifically messed with. A genetic disorder did appear within the cog, and that's sort of what brought the war to an end thousands of years ago. Mm, they have okay. something that's approaching super arthritis. It's mm, called oh, the God. Crystal Plague. Oh, that's right. It slowly turns their joints into gemstone. And it is a disease that they have never found a cure for, and unfortunately can be passed in utero, so there are Cogris children born with the disease. Oh, I don't like that. That is... Yeah, it's not good, and they have been working for thousands of years to try to overcome it. And there are plenty of factions out in the wake who are, even now, trying to rehabilitate Cogger's reputation and basically make it okay for them to be just out in the galaxy. And the Cole Foundation is one of those organizations. You have a Cog prominently aboard this ship, serving as the chief engineer. But that would be something unheard of in the Empire or what's left of the Dominion. The functional extinction simply means, like, on a galactic level, their population levels are so low that they are beyond endangered. Considering other species have worlds upon worlds upon worlds for their population to be spread out over. And the Cog really don't. But, all that being said... This brings up a lot of fanciful and somewhat upsetting rumors and urban legends about the cog that start circulating through the ship. Because when it comes up that they Mm. attacked a finder team, people start telling old stories again. Stories about how teams of cog are seeded throughout the galaxy looking for... Their lost technologies, stories about 
people going missing when they stumble into ancient Kagrish ruins. Stories about the old war and how 5,000 years ago the Dominion was established in response to Kagrish aggression. It wasn't until the Cog tried to dominate the galaxy that the Minos Dominion formed around a resistance to that aggression. Uh, if Florian encounters any of that, he, like, actively shuts it down. That's bullshit. Yeah. And I was there. And I was fucking there, so... Yeah, I think... You were there 5,000 years ago? Yeah, no, no, but I was the... 5,000 years ago. I'm on Oracle Zero, idiot. (laughs) And that shuts people down really quickly. Yeah, I... Shay would do similar stuff, like... like... No, it wasn't just, like, a cog. Like, there was something that had been done to them. I wear headphones so nobody, even if they do talk to me, can't hear them. (laughs) Nobody talks to me, so it surprises me. And especially here among the Cole Foundation, people aren't necessarily trying to be uh, overtly negative towards the cog cog necessarily it's more that just like weird cyborg cog abducted one of our finder teams this is making people talk about what they know about the cog and i yeah i don't necessarily i think florian probably like interrupts that shit too Mm -hmm. he's a big dumb social justice warrior cowboy (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and yeah it it just it goes to show that there is a long history of countless wars and never-ending conflict here in the Dragon's Wake that there's just no escaping history. And it's constantly reflecting into the present in ways that people are trying to adjudicate, trying to acknowledge, and trying to overcome, while at the same time not trying to repeat the mistakes of the past and unleash something that might cause destruction in the present. Yeah. The... Final verdict is that none of your minds have been tampered with in ways that can be detected. If you experience anything like strange memories that you otherwise couldn't recall, vivid hallucinations, any sort of uh, extreme sensitivity to certain etheric interactions, or if you experience any kind of strange uh, coterminous sensory uh, experiences that you should keep an eye out for all those things, considering all of your minds were networked at the time, it might lead to some strange feedback between the four of you. I have low enamel on on my teeth, so I can't eat ice cream. Should I be talking to them about that? Uh, You can very easily get that fixed. A biotheorist can increase the rate at which your enamel grows on your teeth. Perfect. I love the future. <laughs> you get there, and and the the uh, and the bioengineer is like, "Wait, you hadn't had this done already, <laughs> bud? It's the future. We're in space. <laughs> <laughs> You're a war hero. Everybody does. <laughs> or we've got technology to make the ice cream less cold, but still frozen. Yeah. You want veneers? We can just like pop those in there. No, no. And they're space veneers. <laughs> I- <laughs> They have this, Wi-Fi. This actually, okay, fuck Shay and all their stuff. My new character is this dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I I also this brings up God, now I wanna see pictures of pre war hero Mari. Like, did he get magic plastic surgery when he no, became a war hero? He didn't. Yeah. He's always been this normal looking. <laughs> he's not like a like, oh, he's a war hero. He's devilishly handsome or anything. They they fixed his uh lazy eye so that it's not drifting to the side. No, it's still there. That's why he's so good. He can look in two different directions at the same time. <laughs> no. He's very average looking. God, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe we see pre war hero Mari and we're like, God damn, he was hot. What did they do to him? Now I've got the dad bod. War is hell. <laughs> but yes, you were told by the doctors that if you experience any of these side effects, they're to be expected. They're to be expected, but if they increase in frequency or if they start becoming problematic to your duties, to come back to the medicus. Sure, doc. And they would ask if you've been experiencing any of those symptoms up until this point. No. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach. You said some sort of shared sensory experience? If you or any of your teammates experience smelling something at the same time, even though you're not in the same room, or hearing something, sharing uh, brief empathetic thoughts or dreams, can all be side (laughs) effects of these sorts of meddling. Interesting. Well, Hmm. it's a good thing that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, networked minds can become entangled in dangerous and unpredictable ways, especially in uh, no safety guards placed technology. That's why there are very specific rules and uh, codes to meta diving, so that you don't tangle your mind and essence into those of others. But it does allow you to pilot Jaegers very well. It mm-hmm. does do that. I I assume that it's also potentially especially dangerous for elves. Yeah. Because there are tendencies towards that anyway. Mm-hmm. Becoming part of the hive mind is, of course, a danger to those who have become unclanned or... Oh, yeah. I, I'm i going to make extra sure to keep an eye out for that because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's always a, a worry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to make sure. I, uh... Florian. It's a few days after that. You probably have another turn or so until the Storm's Repose is about to make its way away from the Dasa system. You're coming into the mess to get a meal. Could be lunch or dinner. Doesn't quite matter. But you, s- meal. you see a familiar face sitting at one of the tables with a tray of food in front of them. It is a broad-shouldered gray-green-skinned individual with a slightly upturned nose and tusks. An orcish gentleman who you last saw on Talgan Three. Brother Hune sits at the cafeteria table and slowly nods at you as you enter. Well, that fucking sucks. I'm gonna go over and talk to him brother well met Florian well shit I language seems unnecessary oh sorry Uh, I just 
pleasure to see you, sir. I, I just, uh, I sort of thought your you message were was stay. well received. Right. Okay. Excellent. That's that was where I was going with that. And things went well. Things are going at a pace. After I received your message, I confirmed the location. Saw it myself before I allowed any others to investigate. Dangerous right. things those cogs were doing. Right. And now you're here? Simply wanting to check up. Make sure you are alright. That Delver team did things to your mind, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. You seem well enough. This is good. If you smell old oil, you should be worried. But if that has not happened, then all should be well. Okay. You have not, I take it, smelled old oil? No. Good, good. There are ways of... Well, it is good that you have not smelled this thing. Do you know what they were trying to do? I can only guess. Their methods are not ours. We use cooperation, trust, generosity. The Delvers use coercion and force to get what they wish. Right. And what's your guess? If you had to guess. Perhaps, given enough time, you would come back to this place. Nilk kind of glance around as though taking in his surroundings, as though he's unfamiliar with them. And you would find that your actions were not your own. You would find yourself staring down at things done with no memory of having done them. You would find yourself in places with no memory of having gotten there. And eventually you would kill with no memory of having done it. Uh, well, I, I assure you, we're, we're all fine here. That is good. It speaks well of you and your companions. Florian will kind of look around. Are you, like, here, here? Like... And he will push his untouched glass of juice towards you. Okay. And it squeaks just... across the table. Okay. I just... I had to make sure, because people were messing in my brain recently. <laughs> An apt concern. I am here for now. Alright, well, again, I appreciate your help. The resource that you pointed me towards, it will not be there when the Empire scours Talgan City. Small miracles. If there is one thing... We of the gods, I know. It is miracles. 
Oh, Florian is a nice, nice, good boy. So he takes his leave before he rolls his eyes at that. And Brother Hewn will continue to eat the meal of processed proteins and replicated vegetables, seeming to enjoy the somewhat bland food that's offered here in the mess, tasting of it and going, not bad. You turn to look as you're leaving the mess, and he's still there. But in the days that follow, there's no sign of Brother Hewn aboard the Storm's Repose, and if you ask anyone about the ship's manifest of crew, he's not listed among them. Yeah. Oh, God, that's creepy. You are near Trade World. There were shuttles moving to and from at any given time. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable that he might have come aboard. Right? Oh, God. Uh, I will ask uh, everyone, probably individually, throughout the rest of the week about the oil thing. No one has had that symptom. Yeah. Okay, that means we're all good. Problem solved. I mean, I've got allergies. I can't breathe out of my nose right now anyways. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blending in... Turn the air purifier on and you're... Oh, God. You're allergic to the vacuum of space? That's a allergy <laughs> that many people have, actually. Yeah. I'd say mm-hmm. just about everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My, it really yeah. makes it hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. It really does. This is this is Reed trying to blend in the fact that he's it's hard to breathe out of his nose and he's got the snuffles because it's allergy season. It's true. Ah. Maybe Amari's allergic to cats. Or birds. As you see the last of the supplies gathered aboard the Storm's Repose, the engineers finishing up with their repairs, the Finder teams beginning to get a little bit restless as the next mission rolls closer and closer. You begin to hear rumors that perhaps the next one won't even be planet-side. There's talk of a ship graveyard. A remnant of the last battles of the Shattering. A salvage operation, perhaps? The Cole Foundation has many functions in the cleanup post-war. But that remains to be seen, and is better left till next time. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MattCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans i also run the matcom rpg instagram account so you can also find us there at matcom rpg and you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to 
And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, the world the galaxy is chaos. So please be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>